Could you speak up a little closer in the mic for me? Back and roll. All right. Now, give me some history on this because I, I, it's, a, it, it's, it, it's not new to me, but uh, to my listeners. Okay. Back and roll is one of the first songs I ever played when I started okay, playing pan 16 years ago Two. in Trinidad All Stars under Neville Jules. Neville Juice started something called the Bomb Competition, where you had a secret song that the other bands don't know what it is. It's a serious competition. So we would practice these songs in the Maple Leaf Club upstairs. Right. Of the club. You hearing me now? I could hear you a little bit louder, but um, I'll take what I get here now. I will try and come as close as possible. Um... You know, when I posted that we were going to do an interview with you, Martin Albino, on the Zoom, I received a, a phone call that asked me the question, why interview him as he's usually on CKUT promoting another one of his upcoming shows, which is true. He's been on West Indian Rhythm tons of times. Um, but what we do on the Zoom is to introduce you, to show you um, his journey, give you an, a little bit of his journey or any artist that comes here, a little bit of their journey. It's not um, to play five, six, seven or their hit songs and uh, to, it's not that. It's to know, to know the, uh, the, um, the, the, the artist. We want to show you his journey, how he became one of the Montreal's musical icons in our community and the community at large. You know, so I'll tell you this. My guest is no stranger to me as I have had. I have known him over 40 years and had the pleasure of working with him in a band called Coral Islanders, where he was trying to teach me how to play the pan, but the, the head is a bit tough. Um, so I am formally introducing him. First time on the Zoom, Mr. Albino, with us? With you, yes, definitely. Good. That means, you know, when you're on the Zoom with me, you can't lie, okay? <laughs> that too. <laughs> All right, and, um... Thank you for putting up with us here and thing. I, I never really had this kind of problem before, but so what? What can I say? Now, um, let me touch back a little bit on, um, uh, on, on, on your journey. Where, I know you're a Trinidadian. You don't have to remind me that I know, but where in Trinidad are you from, sir? I was born and I grew up in Laventil, Eastern Main Road, Laventil. Laventil is the village right as you leave Port of Spain going east. The first village here is Success Village Laventil. Mm. Now, um, uh, I, I know, you know, it's very hard to interview somebody what you have an idea of their um, background. But I know that your, 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 your family are all musical. Um, mom and dad, that I do not know. Okay. My my mother, my late mom, Agatha Albino, she sang, she played the piano. My dad wrote songs for us to take part in the competitions on the Antique program. So my dad was a composer and my mom was a singer and piano player. 
Mm. We were one of the only uh, families in that area who had a piano in the house. People tell me up to the day, you're the only people I know had a piano in the house. <laughs> I was born with a piano in the house. Mm. So, my, my brother, my sister playing well, they had formal training. My sister did a lot of classical training and she, she is the, was the best. Yes. I look up to, I look up to her all the time. Of course, she still has her school in Trinidad called the Music Makers. Is that the one who is the judge at the, the, the right? She has judged a panorama for several years before me. She actually, she introduced me to, to judging and panorama in Trinidad. Mm -hmm. So she's still there running her school. Well, of course, you know, my brother passed. Alwyn. Yes. Alwyn passed, but Alwyn was the, played the piano also. And what I would do is emulate them. I see them playing and I just try to do what they were doing. And that's how I got to start playing. Mm. I was about 12, about 11, 12 years old when um, there's a program called uh, Anti-K program. I was introduced to that program. And I started playing the bongos every Sunday at two o'clock. This program was well received throughout the Caribbean. Working at the Douglas Hospital, a lady came up to me and she said, you're Martin Albino. She said, I live in Grenada and every Sunday at two o'clock I hear your name. <laughs> and I'm so happy to meet you. I didn't realize that that program went all over the, the Caribbean, you know? Yes. That Anyhow, yes. So I started on an anti-K program. And like I said, my dad wrote songs for me, and my mom, of course, had the, the voice. Okay, and the let me cut in a little bit here. Yeah, you keep mentioning this name, um, uh, Auntie K. Auntie K. Um, tell the people for me, um, who was Auntie K? Auntie K. Her real name was Kathleen Davis. Right. Kathleen Davis was her name. She ran this program. She was a fantastic person. She was ahead of us, of everything. What I will call it, the scouting for talent or the, um, what's, what's the program they have in the States now? Uh, uh, American, American Idol. Right. She was doing this years ago, since in the 50s. She was ahead of herself. Long before these people in the States and, and, and North America started doing star search and all that. This is when Auntie K started doing that in the 50s. Okay? Mm -hmm. So I started, she, she would look for anybody who could sing, dance, play a steel drum, who can participate in anything. And she would have this aired on a Sunday at two o'clock in the evening. So I got my exposure on that program, the Auntie K program. I started playing bongos with the with the trio. I played the bongos. Dolit Ahi played the piano, and Auntie K's husband played a banjo. So we mm. were a trio. Okay, so being involved in the Auntie K program, a lot of people don't know that this is where the Junior Calypso Monarch started. Wow! People talk about the, yeah. People talk about the Junior Calypso Monarch now. But they don't know where it started. Auntie K is the one who started that since in the 50s. So I was around 12 years old and uh, my, my dad wrote this song for me. And of course I won the, I was the junior college monarch for approximately three consecutive years. I was, I don't know, 
I was luckier. Maybe there wasn't enough some competition, but I, I fortunately won the Junior Calypso Monarch for three consecutive years. How old were you when you went on the Santa K show? 11, 12. Whoa! So you you could safely say you were eleven, twelve when you when you you sort of uh, became um, uh, uh, visible in the music scene in Trinidad. Then, well, somewhat, yeah, you can say that. So, wow! So from from the anti K program, playing bongos, I was introduced to a guy by the name of Choi Aming. I don't know if you ever heard that name. I've heard Choi that Aming. name. Yes. So Yaming had a club called the Penthouse at mm -hmm. corner Frederick Street and Independence Square. And I started playing music with Choi Yaming. Choi Yaming had a lot of connections. And every Sunday, Saturday, we would have, we play for these Chinese weddings. So Choi Yaming had the name and the connections. So when he, he going to perform at a, 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 a wedding, all the, all the people want to know is that the name is Choi Aming. He's using different musicians to perform. You follow me? Yes, I'm listening. Right. So this way, I I, I worked with people like Roy Cape. I worked with mm. guys like Waters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a lot of exposure at that time. Okay? When I was very young. I was fortunate. Nice. From Choi Aming, from Choi Aming now, I started to play with Johnny Gomez Orchestra. Johnny Gomez lived close to me in Laventil. So I started playing bongos with Johnny Gomez Orchestra. And um, we would play at the Normandy Hotel every Tuesday and Friday. And again, I would be working with very talented, incredible musicians. Mm -hmm. Besides Roy Cape, Frankie Francis. I don't know if you know that name. I know the name, yes. Sonny Denner. Errol Ince, these are the people that were, I was playing music with in Johnny Gomez's band. So, so I was fortunate you, to... Go you, ahead. you had to be about 17, 18 by then. I was six, 16, yeah. Wow. I was 16. What is it? So wow. Around the same time, while I was with Johnny... Let me tell you a little more about being with Johnny Gomez. Right, right. Go ahead. I am... We toured Grenada with Johnny Gomez Orchestra. We went to Martinique. We traveled a, a lot with, with Johnny Gomez Orchestra. And I'm going to say now that when I... The, the bass player in the band, he wanted to... He, say, he said, I'm going to sell this bass. I want a new bass. <laughs> so I immediately said, oh, yeah, I, I would like it. I, so I bought the bass. I don't remember how much I paid for it, maybe... A, $50 or something of the sort. I painted it. Right. And I started pulling around with the bass right there and then. There was a place called the Barnyard in Barataria where Cyril oh. Diaz would come every Sunday and encourage young people to come and play different instruments. I started fooling with the bass then. Okay? At the Barnyard. So as I started with the bass, I, I started playing with... Who I played after Johnny Gomez, I went to play with, um, what's the band I played with after that? I forget. Well, if you forget, oh. uh, uh, did you remember? Bonaparte Brothers. Eh? I played with the Bonaparte Brothers. Bonaparte Brothers. Right. I played with Cyril, um, Clarence Coven. Wow. Those are yes, names. 
That are very historic in, in Trinidad, boy. Wow. Right, right, right. Yes. So I, I played with Karen Scoban too. We taught St. Vincent and stuff like that. Then I played with Joe Chet Sampson. Mm. Joe Chet Sampson is the last band I played with before I, I left and uh, migrated to, to Canada. You know, I don't have much time because I lost a whole 15 minutes there. So I'm sort of going to rush it a little bit with you. Um, um, when you graduated from high school, you began teaching at Digo Martin, right? Um, boys' school, and um, you continued your music there. Now, on a grand scale, what does that mean? Okay, what will I say? At that same time, I started arranging music for my steel band, Savoys. It, it was it became Chase Manhattan Savoys eventually, but when I started. It was just Savoy's. Mm-hmm. We sat got together in the evening and called the band Savoy's. And we made the Steel Band Festivals in 1964, 65, 67. And we were always in the finals. Okay? Mm-hmm. At the same time, during this time, I also started playing pan with Trinidad All-Stars. So mm-hmm. I got a lot of ideas from Neville Jules. Neville Jules was my mentor. I admired that guy. He was a fantastic musician, tuner, player, and everything. Okay? Mm. After the same time, my brother, Aldwin, was running a program called Scouting for Talent. Okay. You heard about Scouting for Talent? Yes, yes, yes. Right? So this is just like, similar to the Auntie K program, but for adults. Whether you're playing a pan, you're playing a saxophone, you want to sing, you want to dance, whatever it is. So my brother was running this program. And because I had experience playing drums with my group, regular drums, I started playing drums with on Scouting for Talent with my brother. Afterwards, that the, the, bass, the bass player left. I started playing upright bass with um, on Scouting for Talent. After that, the guy who played vibraphone, he left and went to... Washington. Then my brother bought a vi- bought a vibraphone to me. So I played vibraphone. <laughs> Those three instruments so far I played on, on scouting for talent. And then my brother left in 1969 to come to Canada. And then I played piano on scouting for talent. So Folks, four different instruments. What he's telling you here now. I worked. I I stood up beside him while I worked because he was the one who gave me my time. And and if I was gazing, he would. <laughs> call me back into my timing. So I know what he's saying. Now he plays every instrument you hear he's talking about. The pan, double tenor pan, the whatever pan. But there's one instrument that he plays. I hope you have it. The quick, the what, what, what do you call it? Oh, the quicker, the quicker, the quicker, <laughs> folks. I don't know. One night, Martin just turned up with this thing, and the next thing we hear, and it's it, it sounded so sweet. So yeah, I had to find out a little bit about this quicker. It's from Brazil, you say? Yeah, the quicker is a Brazilian instrument, right? This is it, and it has a skin. And it also has a stick in it. Oh. You see? So you have to get a wet cloth. Oh. Pass on the stick. You have to pass a wet cloth on the stick. Oh. That's how you get the sound. And while you're passing your hand on the stick, you have to press on the skin. You get different tones. So you do this. Ooh. 
Yes. That's my quicker. I'm telling you. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just excited for you to be talking about that because I used to enjoy that piece of thing, though. I, I, I don't know what it was. I said to myself, well, you know, Martin didn't have anything better to do, so he went home and made this. <laughs> but um, when you hear it with a full band, believe you me, folks, you, 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 you have to dance. But you know, um, as I said, I, we, we're kind of running late, Martin. So I just want to play. Um, I just want to play this. And we'll talk. Uh, Wow. Vete tender près de moi. Met encore tout près du mien. I'm extremely sorry that we have to cut into the song, but we, I'll try and get on another one because he has a French album which I totally, totally love. Now, uh, Mr. Um, Mr. Albino, how many languages do you speak? I, I did very well in Spanish in school, but I've lost a lot of it. But I sing, I sing in English, French, Spanish, Italian, and Creole right now. I mm. sing them, I, I, I do not converse too well in them, but I sing in those languages. So, you, you learned French in Trinidad? I did French in school in Trinidad. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we all did, but I, I didn't retain anything. Um, uh, well, you know, <laughs> it's, I, I've, I've always, our biggest applaud at night time, I remember in La Siesta was whenever you, 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 came up with one of these French songs and believe you me folks it was something to behold you felt real proud so I, I kind of rush in you my brother but I have to because I want to get in some I things understand. I understand we'll do it another time because I wanted to show you my drum collection I want I to see it. the drum collection you go get the drum collection while I look at my papers here because I'm running around like a madman um, okay, I'm ready I have them right here go ahead I'm ready go ahead show me what, what, what you're going to do Oh, the pan. Yes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I try to use all my different drums in my music. This one is an Egyptian drum. <laughs> it's called a dabukus. It's called a dabukus. Easy for it's you to say. instrument because you have one song at the end and a different song in the center. Wow. I'm not hearing that. Not hearing it? No. This one is the Darbacos. It's an Egyptian drum. Okay? Mm -hmm. yeah. I use my tassa in most of my... This is the Indian drum from Trinidad. Yes, play something off of it there. This is very loud, very loud. Go ahead. It doesn't matter. Yeah, go ahead. 
But it loud and then the volume drops. I don't understand what is happening there. Okay. All right. That's it, Tasha. Wow. We're missing out here, man. This is, this is a djembe. Everybody knows the djembe. The right. African drum. Right. I, I, I use this in my recordings, too. You see? Something is cutting out the song. Once you, 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 you start playing, it cuts out. This is a hand drum. Oh. Yeah, I don't know your 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 microphone system there. My, it's not picking it up, you know. Anyway, you're gonna come back and show me the drums one of these days. What about the pan? What 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 you have in the back of you there? That's two tenor pan. That's my double tenor pan. Double tenor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um. Do you play the cello too? I play. I, I have to play all the instruments because if I have to teach people, I have to be able to be able to play the instrument to sh teach them what to play. You know something I want to. I, I, I need to know. I've been to pan yards, but I still don't figure out how do they put a hundred people to play one song. They rehearse. I no no. It amazes me. Explain well, that to me. We have what you call a, a section leader. Mm -hmm. So one guy, the arranger, will give the tune to one section leader who's playing, let's say, the tenor pan, the lead pan, right? Once the, that guy has the, learns the sound, he can go and teach it to ten other people. You follow me? Mm -hmm. Right. The second, the second pan now, the next pan up, the double seconds, you have a section leader. The arranger will give him his pan. You're going to strum on a C, you're going to strum on F, you're going to use it. Once he has it, he goes and he teaches it to Wait, uh, wait, Martin, I'm getting some music here. Uh okay. In 1968, at that time I was teaching school, I was teaching Diego Martin Boys RC School. I was also the arranger of Chase, Man Chase Manhattan Savoy's. And there's a, I'm sure you know the name, and Andy Narell. Yes, right? Andy Narell. Yes. Right. Andy Narell's father brought Andy Narell to my panyard in Laventil, Savoy's panyard, because he had a project that he was working on with the Police Athletic League from New York. Mm hmm and they wanted to carry someone from Trinidad to teach kids to play the steel drums. Wow. In, in New York? In New York. Mm. Harlem, Brooklyn, Bedford-Stuyvesant. So I was fortunate to be chosen for that assignment because I was teaching and I was involved in PAN, the steel band. Mm -hmm. So um, I was sponsored by the Trinidad government and the Police Athletic League of New York to go and teach pan in Brooklyn, Harlem, and Bedford-Stuyvesant in 1968. Wow. It was an incredible, incredible experience for me with the kids that I worked with. The year before that, I think there was a riot in the summer. I think it was 67. Mm -hmm. So that's why they called the program Keeping the Summer Cool. That was the name of the program, Keeping the Summer Cool. That was 1968. So I was there just for the summer. I worked in those three areas. And after that, I went back to Trinidad to, to, to my job. But um, so how? Go ahead. 
No, no. You went back to Trinidad. How long did you stay in New York with with with? I was there just for the summer. Ah, just for that summer. I see. I see. And um, it was it was a a, a beautiful experience. Incredible experience for me. All right. Um, tell me now. Um, you went back to work in Trinidad and all that. Still playing the pan and all that with the various. Uh, steel orchestras, right? Right. So how did you how did you all say, you know what, I'm giving up that to come to Canada? Oh, what made you want to come to Canada? Okay. Um like I I always tell people everything that my brother did, he won't always get me involved in it. If he going to into call, he's going to watch a, a game, he's bringing me with, with him. Come, let's go and see this game. He going to the pub and drink some carib. <laughs> I never forgot that. He carried me to a pub downtown and break me out in drinking carib. Oh, so that's where it started from. Any, <laughs> anywhere he was going, he carried me. Anyhow, to make a long story short, when he was teaching Calvary School, I was teaching Diego Martin Boys RC School. So when he was leaving in 1969 to come to Montreal, he called me up. He said, Martin, I'm going to Canada. I would like you to come and take my position here because he, he taught music too. So he wanted me to continue that music program. Brilliant I, musician. I left, I left the Go Martin Boys Jersey School and went to Calgary. To Calgary you went first? No, no, the, the school is Calvary. Oh, Calvary. Okay, okay, okay. Roman Catholic school. Yes, yes. Sorry about that. So now, Alwyn is in Canada now, and I'm in Trinidad. He calls me up. He said, listen, I'm playing at a place called the Queen's Hotel. Mm. It's a bar, and I play piano. But Lord Melody from Trinidad just came up here, and he wants me to go to Nova Scotia <laughs> to accompany him. Mm -hmm. He said, I can't go to Nova Scotia. And play at the Queen's Hotel. So, you want to come up here and do one of these jobs? I say, sure, why not? And that was it. I left Trinidad. I left teaching. <coughs> I jumped in a plane. <laughs> Came to Montreal. The day I reached in Montreal, the next day I went straight to Nova Scotia. Wow. To a place called the, Lo the Lobster Trap. Wow. To accompany Lord Melody. Hmm. It was a rude awakening. <laughs> <laughs> what made it a rude, a rude awakening? The experience. It, I jumped, I just come from flying how many hours from Trinidad. I come and I jump on a bus to go to Nova Scotia. Ah, ah. You understand? Mm -hmm. It was something, it was an experience. It was an experience. So that was it. That's how I started with um, my musical career here. Mm -hmm. After that, I, I, I left out a bit with, with Trinidad, you know, because I, I arranged for a lot of steel bands in Trinidad, apart from Savoy's. I arranged for Cinco, I arranged for Samuel Stars, I arranged for Eastside, all these bands too, you know. Anyhow, so we, we I reached Canada now. No bands to arrange for. Canada, eh? No bands to arrange for in Canada. When I reached here, mm -hmm. um, yeah. I met I met the guys from um, Exponians. Okay. And they asked me to arrange and stuff. And I arranged some music for them. I actually joined the band and I went and performed in Sherbrooke and different places with them. But I arranged a lot of music 
for the exponents for the steel band. But I got involved, started back Star Boys because they used to. Um, you familiar with the TNT TNT Day Trinidad and Tobago Day? You, it, there was a um, yes. This would go on every year. Um, maybe it's around June or something. I don't remember what time of the year. Mm-hmm. But I, I I attended to the TNT festival at Anguilla Park, mm-hmm. and some young guys had a couple steel drums. But instead of doing a presentation, they were disrupting the whole show, walking around playing while other artists were performing. So I said to myself, I'm going to start my band, but I won't be doing like what those guys doing, you know. Mm-hmm. I got to start and come and perform on TNT Day as a as a group instead of what those guys were doing. And that's how I started. I started speaking to my friends in, in Montreal who had instruments that I could borrow or get old ones and try and bring them back to life. I spoke to a couple of friends. I got some old pans. I could help myself a bit to bring them back to use. And I started with some single pans. And that's how I started Savoy's. Mm. Uh, Starting Savoy's. Go ahead. Uh, explain Savoy's a little bit to the, the listeners for those who do not know. All right. Savoy's is... Um, I re- refer to Savoy's as Savoy's Atelier de Tambou Metallic. It is a steel band workshop. Mm-hmm. I teach kids... This, I started this is about 19 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, t- 2003, I think, yeah. I teach kids and I teach seniors. Savoys. So I, 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 I got organized through the city of La Salle. I registered. Unfortunately, the city of La Salle has been very good to me. They gave me a beautiful room to rehearse. Right. In the earlier days, I had to go to the um, Codenage Black Community Center asked them if I could come and rehearse there because you know you have instruments and it's not easy it's not just one instrument not or one pan so it was difficult very very difficult in the early days I used to go to the Walkley Center you have to bring your instruments take them back out I went I went to the Y somebody introduced me to the Y you would take the instruments there practice come back out until I got in contact with La Salle and the mayor who has been so gracious to me, mm-hmm. Madame Bob, she gave me a beautiful room to rehearse, and I'm extremely gracious for that. So anytime you, LaSalle calls me to say, would you like to do so-and-so, I will be always, I'm always happy to perform for LaSalle anytime, anytime, anytime. Very, very, very nice to me. Um, fantastic room. We have a great room to rehearse, and that's where we rehearse every day. The Savoy's is a a steel band workshop where I teach kids and seniors, anybody who wants to learn to play the instrument. As a matter of fact, right now I'm recruiting because we would like to start back for Easter. We usually start back Easter because I usually go to Trinidad around January for Carnival to judge Panorama. Mm-hmm. And I come back around Easter time or I come back around March because I usually do St. Patrick Parade. But of course, we had no parade last, St. Patrick Parade last year, and this year, no. But I'm going to do one St. Patrick Parade with my group in Chateauguay on the 27th of March. Mm. So I still have at least one. 
Can I, I lost a lot of parades, a lot of stuff, but at least I get one parade. Right. Because of COVID. Right. You know, um, can I ask you, uh, uh, can I ask you a personal question? Sure. Uh, uh, was there ever a moment where you felt like, well, I give up on this thing? Was at there? At all. At all. Never. <laughs> no, eh? I at all. I love what I do and I will continue doing it until I have no more life in me to do it. Don't worry, you're going to have plenty more life. As a matter of fact, that the song, fan songs you played were my third third CD. Mm -hmm. the, my fourth CD is the one with the French. And incidentally, I'm working on my fifth CD now because, you know, you can't go anywhere. Mr. COVID have you tied down in the house. Right. You're getting antisocial. So I'm working on my fifth CD now and I'm going to do just classical classical music. Just classical songs. Nice. Nice. Um uh, let me just touch in uh, on this one here. It's uh It's you alone who plays on all your songs or you have Yeah, Martin. Did I? I just asked. Is, is it you alone that plays on the um? I do everything on my CDs. I play all the instruments, vocals, everything. Wow, talent! This is minute in G. An artistry of Mr. Martin Albino, and um, I said two minutes ago. Sorry, stretch. I said two minutes ago that I did everything on all my CDs. Okay, right. I did. I did not mention my first CD, the song Anna. I had Jason. My, you know, Jason. My Your son. I was. Uh, I had a question for you about that too. I had Jason play the saxophone on the first song, mm -hmm. Anna. Because mm -hmm. of course, you, where you went to school, I'm always taught at school and always teaching kids the different instruments. So Jason played on my first CD, he played Anna on the saxophone. And on the second CD, my sister, Merle Albino, she played the classical piano, wow. Ave Maria, Gunos Ave Maria, and Schubert Ave Maria. Wow, 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 wow. Did, did, did the family ever get together? And just do a jam of anything. No, we no, we never really play together. Christmas time, I yeah. somebody might be on the piano and play. I play a court show or something of the sort, but not not a, as a performance sort of. 
So um, I know all went past, uh, but uh, are the other ladies still playing the music or what? Merle is still playing all the time. As a matter of fact, she just received an honorary doctorate in Trinidad. So she's now Dr. Merle Albino de Cotto. Last hmm. year, last year, I think. But she's playing all the time and she's teaching. She's teaching all the instruments at our home in Lavantil. Nice, and nice. Lucille, Lucille hasn't played much, but unfortunately, Lucille passed a couple of years ago. Right, she right. She was the good one. Yeah, yeah. You see, I still have the raster picture that you brought for me from Jamaica. Long ago, you would bring something for me when you go to Trinidad, when you go to Jamaica. Well, you don't bring nothing for me now. I haven't been there in 10 years, <laughs> my brother. Believe you me, and I'm due now. I'm really due. Um, <laughs> you know, we have to get back together to do this thing properly. And, um, uh, you know, I wanted you to even play something on the pan, but um, with this system here, we, we have to set it up better. You know, so, so so that we can hear the system. Um, the, what what was your favorite um, French song that you did on, on that CD there? Yes, yes, on the CD. My my favorite French song is not on the, on the CD. Oh, so you gave me you gave me the ones you don't like. There's there, there's another one there that that is nice to um, help me make it through the night. I'm gonna. Play something that I like. Et je me raconte ce temps-là Comme on regrette une erreur Tu n'as pas quitté mon cœur Tu n'as pas quitté mon cœur L'autre me cachait le jour A te voir si fidèle Tu étais là pour toujours Si je n'avais rien compris je crois Je gardais la meilleure. Tu n'as pas quitté mon cœur. If I if I must say so, beautiful Martin, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I I told you. Yeah, if I had an ounce. An ounce of your talent, I would be one happy guy. Believe you me, because, um, uh, um, you know, folks, I remember being on the bandstand with him wherever we went and, um, his talent was unbelievable. Sometimes I, I think I want to break his fingers for playing the pan so sweet. It was nice. Those were the days. And then, um, 
they went over to a funkier band called Body Heat. Right. Yes, and um, uh, the, the musical career of Mr. Albina just boomed. Anything else you want to add for me, Martin? Well, um, well, I said already that I'm recruiting. I'm no, recruiting. you didn't say it. Go ahead. Say it again. I am recruiting. Savoy's is recruiting. We need some seniors. We're going to start rehearsal at City Hall in the South come Easter. And I'm looking for some new members. Some of my people have disappeared. Some have, um, of course, some have deceased, of course, because we, I'm dealing with elderly people. So we are always recruiting new people. Okay? Mm -hmm. And if there are kids out there who are interested in playing also, you're welcome. Youth as well as seniors. Anybody interested in playing the band, just come see me. That's it. Good. And uh, the city of La Salle has given you the, 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 the rehearsal space so you don't have to worry to be uh, logging around these equipment. I have a rehearsal room that I can go there twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and rehearse. Fantastic. Nice. The biggest thing that has happened to me since I moved to La Salle. Well, La Salle is a fine city. You know, I um, I lived there for a while. And um, those were the days when we... We had we had uh, we had great times together. I'm sure when we were in Coral Islanders, we had fantastic oh. time together. Eight, Incredible. nine, ten years of that was. Uh, uh, I'm telling you, folks, I had a great time with these I, gentlemen. I remember, you was you were so generous <laughs> when we finished playing on a Friday, Saturday night. You invite everybody from Siesta to your house and county. <laughs> 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 You, you, uh, you. Spending part and come here and you'd have a party. You remember that? I don't remember <laughs> those things. No, but it, that, that's what life was all about, you know. On a weekend, um, your friends would drop by. Maybe it's a, a lot of friends then. And on Sundays, they'd be outside washing cars. But this is, that was a lifestyle and we certainly enjoyed it. So, um, Martin, it's 531 and, uh, uh, you know, um, back to Jason, my little friend Jason. Um, he never followed up on the music. Yeah, he plays all the time. Um, he has his tenor band here. When oh. he went to Indiana, yeah, yeah, I gave him a, a nice tenor band. Um, one of the best done by the same guy who made my double tenor. Right. Guy by the name of Guppy, Guppy Brown. He's the best, one of the best tuners in Trinidad. Yeah, Jason has a fan and he plays occasionally with, um, people where, if there's an organization wherever he's living, like when he was in the States there, he was playing with some other guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Play too much of the saxophone again. <laughs> no. I should take it back. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, you old meanie. You can't do that. Um, yeah, yeah, he, so he doesn't, um, plays the saxophone because that's it. That's a kick right now. All these young people are, um, on Facebook, uh, not Facebook, uh, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. There's this young girl from Jamaica. Boy, she's doing her things real nice, real nice, you know, and, um, I, I he should continue doing that, you know, make himself put up himself on YouTube, blowing something like Kenny G. Kenny G's a bit nervous now because all the young kids are coming out doing their wonders with this uh, 
Um, you know, something I, I need a little bit of history. I don't care if we go over. Um, what, t- explain to me more about the development of the pan. Yes. I want to know something. Um, in 1939, something I had read there in, in Trinidad, they, they developed this cutting the pan and making the, 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 the notes and all that to play. Is that, um, how, is that still maintained? Is it still made, a steel drum still made the way it was then? Yes, well, <clears throat> yes and no. You know how it started, right? The, 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 the governors and stuff like that wanted the people to stop drumming and having like a carnival, what they call cambule. Mm-hmm. The guys just started looking for any type of drum or anything that would make a sound to to um to play at like an instrument, and that's how the steel, the steel drum started. They started with biscuit drums and stuff like that. What you kind know, of drums? Okay, what well, wait. What kind of drums? Biscuit drum. There's a black drum that they used to have biscuits in cricks, biscuits in okay. those drums. They started using that, hitting it, eventually hitting those sounds, they realize that they're getting sound, like a note, like, like a do, a sound, a C note or a D note. So the first one, they had just about three notes. Bong, bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bong, bong. And you hold it with one hand and, and hit it like that. And of course, they just continued improving and improving and improving. So like today, we have 32 notes on a, on a tenor pan. That started, when I was in All Stars in 1958, they, they had four notes in the center of a tenor pan. Mm-hmm. Now, a tenor pan has 30, 32 notes. You know, it's completely caught, improved a hell of a lot. Okay. Answering the question now about the, 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 the same type of um, system that was used in the early days. In the early days, they would um, sink the drum. You get a, a, a nice drum that's clean, has no holes, no rust, and you sink it. Of course, there's a specific way that you have to sink it. You mark it. You draw a circle. You draw a circle. And you pong on the outer circle. Then you pong on another circle until it's nice and concave. <clears throat> That is still done by some people, but there are some people now who use sheet metal mm. to put it on and use um hydraulic what hydraulic what something that will hit the pan instead of ponging it with a sledgehammer, they use a hydraulic machine mm. to get get um the notes to sink it now to sink it now you know that's the only difference but yes most people still sink the old-fashioned way. But there are some who are using the hydraulic machine to sink the drums. Mm. But all the rest is the same. The tuning is the same way. Putting in the notes. But um, the, 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 the quality is the same or the, the newer ones, the quality lasts for five minutes and that's it? Oh, no, 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 no. no. The, the, these pans last forever because they're, they're chromed now, eh? In the early days, yeah, I've seen no that. Chrome. Everybody's chrome. Once chromed. they're chromed, uh, they, they, they last. Oh, once they're chromed, they, they maintain the sound, the notes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That um, you know um, that amazes me. I don't know who 
is on my phone. Um, boy, I'm telling you, I gotta, get, I gotta go get somebody to come and get the ghost out of these computers. Anyway, Martin, um, I gotta wrap up because uh, we're running on the soccer people time. I wanna thank you very much, and um, uh, you know, I wish we could. We could do it much better than it is. Um, so, until next time, my brother, I thank you. Well, I thank you very much for having me, sir. You know, it's it, nice you. the knowledge as one person one person um, was complaining that they couldn't hear your mic. And they say, uh, I, I'm looking for it, you know. Um, uh they said something like, um, and you had so much thing to give out and they couldn't hear you properly on the mic. But uh, we're going to fix that. We um, we really have to fix that. So I thank you, sir. I thank you. All right. And have a good day. I see you're getting gray like me. Well, um, at this age, <laughs> we have to get something, you know. But tell me something. <laughs> You ever had a, uh, when you were in Coral Islanders, did you have a uh, a guy who used to sing with you that called him Stretch? I vaguely remember a guy with a sweet voice. I'm not sure it is Stretch. I vaguely remember something. Yeah? Okay. A guy was a troublemaker. <laughs> He's a little in the <laughs> Oh, God. A guy with a sweet voice. Don't worry, my brother. You kept me in line. Anyway, <laughs> folks, I got to go. <laughs> so um, I thank you guys. I thank you very much. And uh, Mr. Albino, it was a pleasure. Next time, we're going to get this thing right. All right? So take care.